0: city
1: podcast and ladies and gentlemen we are back another edition of keys to the city i'm your host trevor keys alongside the big brother ted keys will we be joined with the host of rich sports talk nolan rich in just a bit to talk those new york giants and new york jets are rolling right now what could be in some trap games we'll get into that in a little while and then we'll give us our quick takes about the um yeah, once again, the same old New York Yankees. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unfreaking un- un- believable. Making excuses now left and right about the roof. I don't even want to hear it anymore. It's the same old Yankees right now. But we'll talk about that in a few. But we are Keys of the City. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, as well as YouTube, Twitch, and iTunes. If you want to listen, you can check out it on Spotify, iTunes, Twitch, and other social media platforms. But if you want to watch it live, like right now, you can check out at Facebook. And YouTube. So, last night, as I was watching the New York Yankees again, disappointingly going down 0-2, and cannot figure out how to hit a baseball. Credit to the Houston Nationals pitching staff. There was some major breaking news last night, and one of the big names, probably the biggest name, that was well going to be traded this upcoming trade deadline under just under 10 days right now as november 1st is approaching real fast so those contenders are making moves and one of the contenders well we've been talking about that for some time preseason i've been high on this team since last year ted i think both of us had i know i had them coming out of the nfc so did i It's the san francisco 49ers you look at this nfc right now i don't want to talk about the afc yet because the afc has got their behold the buffalo bills who are going to run we're going to run you know they're going to run right through to the Super Bowl. It's, just give it. Just give it to them now. The NFC, though, is wide open. You look at this NFC right now. The Philadelphia Eagles, lo and behold, the only NFL team, 6-0 currently, doing a hell of a job. But then you look at the rest of it. Got the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, they're 5-1. and But Kirk Cousins, how much do you buy into them? The New York Giants are 5-1. and We'll talk about them in a brief few minutes. But how, how serious are we going to take them? And then you look at all the contenders, the contenders that I say that were coming into this season. The usual suspects, the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks, they got major, major question marks right now. What's going on with those three teams? And then you got the Niners right now. You look at this team, they're the leaders in the division right now. The NFC West, who all teams are three and three or worse, or three and four. The Arizona Cardinals with a nice win last night. But a major, major move last night going to add to an already offense that's got superstars galore. Well, they just got possibly one of the best backs, if not the best back in football, in Christian McCaffrey trading multiple draft picks. They don't have a draft class coming up next season. But you know what? When your team that's all in, just like the L.A. Rams last year, just like the Bucks did it a couple of years back, teams that we've seen that are on the cusp of greatness need to make moves. If you want to win a Super Bowl, if you want to win a title in any sport, Ted, you got to go all in. And in the sense of this team that's this close, you look at maybe the best move of all is keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's the San Francisco 49ers. Ted, oh, yeah, they won. This NFC, this wide-open NFC. Yes, the Eagles right now are flying high. They're on the bye. You got the Giants. You got the other teams, like I said. But the Niners right now, quietly, just coming off a disappointing week and how this NFL season has been rolling, losing to the Atlanta Falcons. Ted, you see this move, Christian McCaffrey. Have the Niners officially possibly become – the favorites in the
2: NFC right now? Not yet. The, the the best team right now in the NFC is still the Philadelphia Eagles. But this move definitely puts the 49ers in contention for the best team. they got to prove it. But here's here's what I'll say about this question. It's The 49ers, this is not about a move right now in week seven. This is about a move for weeks 19, 20, 21. And when I say that, that means playoffs. This is what it's about. Because when this team is fully healthy, they should be the best team in the NFC. When fully healthy, though. They've been dealing with some massive injuries. Last two weeks, their two starting cornerbacks have gone out. One of them's out for the season. The other one got hurt last week. Bose has been out. Armstead's been out. This guy's been out. That guy. Now, they are going to get Elijah Mitchell back in two weeks. But this move, when you look at this team, this is just another puzzle piece that makes them better than you. That's what it comes down to. you got a guy like Debo Samuel, which, listen, man, one of the best dual threat guys in the league, if not the best dual threat can play running back. Listen, I bet you if you put him at quarterback, he'd be great too. Now you got Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. You have all these components and great pieces for them to be successful. And it's another great puzzle piece for Jimmy G, man. Like, this is what you do. Like, if you don't have the exceptional quarterback, mm-hmm. like the 49ers don't, like he's not home Mahomes dash out, you get pieces around him. This, I mean, you put Christian McCaffrey – With Kyle Shanahan, one of the best offensive coordinators in the game, it makes perfect sense. You can do whatever you want with him. And here's the other thing. He's not going to have to play the full game like he was using Carolina. He's going to be more of a gadget guy. I see him 10 to 15 – He's gonna play a lot, but I see him touch the ball ten to fifteen times. Let's get him in screens. Let's put him in, in slot position. Let's use him in running back. They got Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson. You can do so much in these packages. Imagine him and Debo in a Wildcat package in the backfield.
1: But that's the thing. That's the thing, so this, Ted.
2: This is what it does. And here's the other thing I'll I'll add to this point is your team that right now you're the 49ers, you're going for a championship, bro. Like, you're going for the Super Bowl. This is what it's all about. You think the Rams are disappointed last year for going and getting Von Miller and, and Odell Beckham? Now they're still looking at their boys. I think, I think they, it worked you know, they out. Run. You think the Bills are upset this year for getting Von Miller? You know, you think a couple years – This is why we get so frustrated with the Green Bay Packers or why they won't go get pieces when you know Aaron Rodgers has one or two years left. Like, the guy might just quit after the season. This What I'll, what I'll add to this is Tampa Bay did this two years ago when Tom Brady came to town. They didn't worry about the future. They went to go get the pieces on the offense line. They go and got JPP. They got this guy, that guy. They want everyone. They got Gronk. They got everyone for Tom Brady. And at the end of the day, it was a success. They got a Super Bowl. We're not worrying about three to five years down the road. Who cares about Trey Lance? We don't even know if he's going to be good. But we know this team, Jimmy G, got us to an NFC championship game. And when this team is healthy, especially this year because the NFC is so down, I trust Jimmy G and the, the 49ers, and McCaffrey's just another great piece to add to this offense, and I think at the end of the day, would you rather trust Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts or Jimmy G and Kyle Shannon who have been there and done it before?
1: Kyle Shanahan, the same guy that blew a twenty-eight to three lead, or Jimmy G, the guy that no. missed a nice Emmanuel Sanders for a possible touchdown. I don't know. That's a toss-up question right now. We'll see about that. But that could be that could be a possible preview of an NFC. Here's the thing about this whole trade, and I get it. I know Christian McCaffrey coming into the season missed twenty-three of the last thirty-three games, and, and between twenty and twenty-twenty-one. I get it. Only twenty-six six seasons. But here's the thing about this. He doesn't have to get the ball 20 to 25 times now. I mean, when he was on Carolina, you expected that each and every week because the Carolina Panthers, with the exception of a few offensive talents, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, the focal point of the Carolina Panthers offense was 22. Now 22, I don't know if it's going to be his number, but now 22 in the San Francisco 49ers. You're not going to have to worry about him being the focal point. You got D, you got, you got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, who's emerging now. George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell is going to come back in a few weeks. Jeff Wilson, too bad, hey, too U- bad he
2: go back and, to his college number, number plus, five.
1: That'd be sick. And plus, with, <laughs>
2: the, way NFL, with the way
1: NFL, with yeah, the way I know. Well, he's out. Give him the jersey. How
2: about number? Plus two? you got. Plus, oh, plus they, two?
1: Plus they got Kyle Uzich, who's one of the probably the best fullback. Illinois no, he fullback. is the best
2: fullback. You don't even know another fullback in the league.
1: Patrick Richard makes- from uh, from uh, Baltimore is really good. Yeah, too. but he's but, not, but he's like not when this, the But format. here's my thing. Hold on. Here's my thing is that they got a dominant offensive line. I know they've been dealing with injuries. They're going to get the Hall of Famer, Trent Williams, back. You have that defense that's, we already know, when healthy. Good luck because it's, uh, it's either turnovers galore or you're just a quarterback that's sitting on your ass for 60 minutes because that's what they do for a full game that's the thing. I know that McCaffrey, Oh my God, why did they trade all this and this and that he's going to be the focal point? No, you really don't have to worry about that. He's probably going to get maybe 10 to 12 touches, maybe 15 touches because you have a plethora of talent on that offense. And maybe the best decision that the 49ers made is not going to get Christian McCaffrey. It's keeping Jimmy G because yes, we did not know what to see what was going to happen with Trey Lance, especially with the unfortunate injury. But the fact that he's there, the fact that you got that chemistry still there, the fact that the players rally behind Jimmy G, and then you just add a guy like this now. And Ted, you said it comfortability. Now you have this blanket, one of the best blankets in all of the NFL and Christian McCaffrey. And then you have him and Debo in the backfield. Oh my God. Like if you're an offensive mind, plus with Kyle Shanahan's mind, just that's incredible. If What's you're the- just thinking about that, that's like a fan, that's like Madden. Like a Madden dream to have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel in the backfield and Kyle Shanahan's sure. offense. Those so the ske- at- schematics that he uses each and every, the motions, the just the sweeps, everything that gets their players into space and gets the ball into their talent. Well, and here's My the other God.
2: thing. And here's the other thing. When you read the reports, the Rams were going after him, so you keep him away. The Chiefs, yesterday. the Bills. The Chiefs were going against him in the Bills. All two contenders, teams. but that's the thing. All contenders, but, and of course. And those two teams. Could be facing in the super bowl, so you'd rather have him on your team than theirs. Plus, if you go look at McCaffrey's deal, yeah, it's only like 1.2 million dollars this year, base salary. There's a lot of dead cash right guaranteed 12 million, so it's so it's so, it, so it makes financial sense. And I know no one wrote on the private chat, the Panthers are taken absolutely oh, okay. it makes sense. They have to rebuild, they're they going to trade DJ more too. To Keeping Christian McCaffrey, let him go, he's 26. All right, this makes perfect sense for the 49ers, for the future, for the team. Who cares about the second, third, and fourth round picks? All right, because. You were expected to win the Super Bowl. So the second round pick's around 58. The third round pick's around 84. The third round pick's about 114. Their team has already got enough depth on it that the second, third round picks ain't going to make that much difference. And, Chef, I'll make a perfect sense to this. You know how I said I had an analogy for this? I hope, I hope you remembered it because I, I hope I hope you remembered it. But we'll talk fantasy football for a second. What do you always say, Ted, about trades and things? Oh, right? what do I always if, say? If, it, I was like, first thing I said, I was like, damn, doesn't that seem like a lot to give up four draft picks? See, who cares? No, that's your
1: processing. That's the I'm that's fantasy. The like, oh, me and I you.
2: can't give, I can't give up this guy, Ted. Do you want the guy or not? Do you want him on your team? Do you want Justin Jefferson as your start? Oh, I should have had this mic a little closer to me, but do you want Justin Jefferson on your team? Then who cares about the bench guy? Who cares about your bench guy in fantasy? He's not going to make a difference in your fantasy football. Justin Jefferson's going to win you a fantasy league. Christian McCaffrey. Who cares about that extra six round pick in two years or the fourth round pick? Who cares? Now, they do got two compensatory six-round picks from Salah and uh, Mike McDaniel, Co- yeah. the coaches from Miami and the Jets. So they got the compensatory picks. But this makes perfect sense, man. This team is built for now, bro. They're here for now, not tomorrow, not next week, not in the year later. Now, go win a championship like, this, like the Los Angeles Rams win, did, and you'll be happy because we're in a league now. It's must-win now. The Bills did it this year. They went for Von Miller. It's a must-win. The Chiefs – you thought maybe McCaffrey. Maybe they'll go after Beckham. I think they need to make a defensive move. But we'll see what happens. But I think if you're one of those four or five teams right now, you go, where's my biggest deficiency, and go get it. Don't worry about the future. Go win now. Do you think the Bills are worrying about three years from now? You think the Chiefs are winning? Win now before Mahomes' contract kicks in, that 50 million, $60 million contract. If the Rams, I don't think they're mad or pissed off about last year winning a Super Bowl. And they're like, oh, well, we're, this year. We're well, as
1: Les Snead said. F the draft picks. And he's right. I mean, in this sense, if you're a team that if you're a team that's on the cusp of greatness and winning a title, yeah, draft picks draft picks are who cares? Low forget about them. You just move on, whatever. And you're not gonna get a guy in the second or third round that's going to put produce with the offense and defense and the depth that this team has, you're not gonna tell me that somebody's gonna come in and take one of those jobs. And plus, you're not going to find another weapon like Christian McCaffrey, one of the best weapons in all of football. And that's another that I just continuously will will stick on. He doesn't have to get the ball 20 to 25 times. All the people that say, oh, well, he might. He's doing He's just another
2: great piece to add to that offense.
1: Yes, it's just another great weapon that good luck if you're a defender and a team like, I mean, and this NFC in general. Just, like, it's so wide open that, like, a move like this is game-changing.
2: Hey, yes, the Eagles. Do you remember Tampa Bay? They had Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Robert Kosky, Leonard Fournette. This is what you do, bro. Go win a championship. But this, you don't but- get as many pieces for your offense. That's why you got the Vikings right now seem like the front runner for Beckham, which I don't know if that makes sense, but we'll see. But if I'm the Chiefs, I'm going to call for Odell Beckham, bro. Get him on that roster. With Kittle and with the regular pieces that you already have, it makes perfect sense. If you need a guy that takes, I understand we're a giant fan. We want to see Odell Beckham in here, but hell, I'll take most, DJ. Moore I think right most now. people DJ Moore. Hey, listen, call Elijah Moore. Call the Jets. See if Denzel Mims or Elijah hey, we'll, Moore. Or hey,
1: or, we'll take we'll take that New York Jet offer now. We we'll, won't we'll take Denzel Mims. We'll take Elijah Moore. <laughs> we need yeah DJ Moore. We, I would love DJ Moore, but that's the thing. These teams right now that are. And this NFC is wide open. There's not a there's a handful of teams. Maybe the Dallas Cowboys, a lot of people now with Dak Prescott coming back. We'll see how that translates to this team because well with this team right now, I know they're four and two and coming off a loss against the Eagles. That's a team that's gonna be that's gonna be there at the end. The Philadelphia Eagles they are gonna be on.
2: this week at four o'clock. It's the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. And,
1: and the Philadelphia Eagles, they're gonna be there in the end. The Bucs, the Packers, the Rams. Time will tell on those teams because there's some uncertainty spe- surrounding those three franchises right now. And then you got, the, you got teams like the Giants and Vikings, got 5-1 records. But how much does the NFL world believe in them? Well, right now they don't believe in them. But guess what? If you're the 49ers, I don't care. They gave them a grade of a C-. minus. That's what you got nerds doing because they don't know. Yeah, I know because it's Christian McCaffrey. Well, to me, this is a home run because you're on the cusp. You're right there now. You just go get one of the best backs in football, one of the best weapons in the NFL to team up with with Debo Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle, Yuzhtek, and and then Kyle Shanahan. Good luck to the team, the defenses in the NFL, in the NFC specifically, because right now that team is going some certain great places. Speaking of teams that are going great places, and we are joined by the great Nolan Rich of the host rich sports talk talking so new york J- talking, good. talking new york jets and new york giants yes i would take now the elijah moore trade <laughs> that is a game that's a different that's a different animal compared to denzel mens but you look at these two teams right now guys coming into the season record of 22 and 62 the worst records since 2017 in the nfl laughing stocks we get the picture we know it you look at seven weeks they are combined nine and three right now both teams are rolling, coming off some nice victories. The Giants beating the Packers and Baltimore. The Jets on a three-game winning streak. So teams, but there are guys that are still, well, they still need to prove it to some of the naysayers, understandably, because these two franchises have been bad for some time now. But you look at these two games, and it's I, I consider these two games, I don't know if they're trap games because you look at, in the sense of specifically the Giants, the Giants are coming off two huge victories, come from behind victories against two franchises that have been, let's be honest, in their respective conferences, have been taking over and have been at the top. But then you get a team like Jacksonville, who's been like the Giants, have been in the dumps. But yes, the record speaks two and four. hasn't looked good. But it's a trap game. Then the Jets. Going into Green Bay, going into Lambeau and dominating. It wasn't pretty offensively, but running the ball, they look good. Special teams, they look good. Defensively, they've looked amazing. But then you go against the Denver Broncos, the most, aka the most boring team in the NFL right now. And you're going into mile high. You know how that that area is. The altitude always plays a factor. So we're going to have to see it. Dude, I'll start with you, Noel. Will the Giants and Jets keep it rolling or are the naysayers going to be correct after this week, pretty much?
0: I think the Jets keep it rolling. Uh, there's a couple of nice factors that set up nice for the Jets. You got Broncos coming off the shore a week and playing overtime. And look, I don't think it's going to be a pretty game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring, an ugly Any game. Any Denver Bronco
1: game is is not going to be Yeah. Like cool.
0: I, I think the Jets are going to run the football. They're not going to throw the ball a lot just because of how good that pass defense is. I mean, you have Sertain, who's probably the best corner in football right now, and you can make case the best defensive player in football. I mean, he should be up for the yeah, he should be up for the defensive player of the year. The Giants, the one thing I will be concerned about with the Jaguars is the one thing that the Jaguars have been consistent with is their offense has been inconsistent, but their pass rush is really good. They have a very good front four with Trayvon Walker, who's playing really well. And it's kind of amazing how well he's playing as the number one pick, but he kind of gets lost in the shuffle with how good this rookie class has been. That's true. And you have Josh Allen coming off the edge. So this is really going to be a test for this Giants offensive line and not just in passing situations, getting into manageable situations where they're at their strength, which is run the football and playing off the play action. Okay. But if Jacksonville's holding this team, the third and sevens, thirds and eights, that's going to be tricky. I mean, that to me, I'm more impressed with the Jacksonville defense than I am with their offense. Personally, I think Trevor Lawrence is still going through a bit of a sophomore slump. They do have some nice weapons on that team, but there isn't a weapon that I'm really concerned about. Although I'm curious to see if this will be the Evan Ingram revenge game, basically. yeah, right. But uh, look, I think that Jacksonville will be a tough out, and you wonder are they desperate at this point because Broncos kind of just feel dead at this point. Where the Jacksonville is in a position where I think that this is a huge game for them. I think it's a lot more important than the Giants because the Giants have built a nice cushion, but Jacksonville, if they go to two and five. Yeah, the AFC South isn't much to write home about, but they're starting to fall away in that division, which is winnable. I don't think the Colts are that great. I don't think the Titans are that great. I mean, there really isn't a great team. Like, if you win nine games, you have a legitimate shot to win that division. Almost, hell, you might it just so, give,
1: just give yourself eight, seven, or eight wins. It's like the NFC right. East a couple of years ago.
0: Right. So for Jacksonville, it'll be be intriguing to see how they come out. And I think this will be very telling about Doug Peterson, if he can get this team to come out and play hard. And for the Giants, though, look, every week it's hard to bet against them. And even I think as Giant fans, this is an amazing run because when they fell down by 10 points against the Ravens, you didn't think that they were really realistically going to come back in that no they were down they they were
1: down by 10 with six minutes left right you just just see how this team both of these franchises and we me and ted talked about it on tuesday the way that these franchise hasn't been pretty throughout no it hasn't and we're not going to sit here and say oh these are two of the best teams in their conferences record-wise yes but overall probably not they're still uh, maybe a year away but these two teams, these franchises, Ted, they're going in the right direction. It's been so putrid for so long that if you're just a Jet and Giant fan, you're just sitting back and just you're excited for Sundays now. Because oh, at yeah. this at this time, usually we're talking about the future of the NFL draft, Ted. And yeah, no, do you I, see do you see this happening no, was, like I, I the think, trap think, games?
2: No, I think both of them could be trap games because I think mm. you gotta look at the perspective as okay, you're still going to Denver. Denver's defense is elite.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah troy said it
2: the other night their defense has given up less than 20 points
0: five, no they're an elite their elite they're, defense the thing though that helps the Jets though is they're coming off that Monday night overtime game where they played yeah. like almost 80 90 snaps you the almost, only thing I worry
2: only thing yeah. I think about is okay they're the same philosophy you think about Jacksonville use it against Denver like you're you're if they lose again you could see this whole season being like a like just blown up. That's why I think it's oh, it's but, a, such a must win because there's, but so I'm seeing from,
0: energy and fight from Jacksonville. Like, they the Broncos don't just look bad, they look lost. Like, well, exactly. I mean, Mel Gordon on
2: the sideline gets benched. He's had the issue with the coach, right? You see the players, KJ Hamler the week before in the overtime, he's smashing his helmet. Russ, Russ ain't cooking. Russ is taking out the garbage and, and he's taking himself out of it. I mean, thank God for this defense that they have two wins. This defense is a legit. I was just looking at the thing, the Denver's defense. They're only allowing 2.7 yards against the rush. They're one of the third best in the NFL. They're, they're elite on all levels of their defense. All right. So my, but is this the defense, week that
0: defense finally breaks though? Because this defense has held this team in every freaking game. They
2: had a season low in the NFL last week, 278 yards. And, and Mr. Mr. Zach Wilson couldn't complete more than eight. passes. That's so. the, that's here, my here, hold, on. hold on. Hold on. Here's the thing. You, you asked me a question. Me? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you to hold on. My thing is this: first one to ten wins. I look at this like in a pitching matchup. First one to get to ten because both of these defense can keep both offenses contained. Now, the one thing I would say that the Jets have going for them is they can run the football, and they've run the ball really well out of twelve personnel this year. Last year, last week they ran for like a hundred seventy-eight, hundred seventy-nine yards. So they can run the football, but Denver's defense is much tougher against the run than Green Bay's is. But I, I look at it as like, are the Jets because, you know, we were talking we, you know, we joke with Noah and a bunch of the other things, but I think what's disappointing is a guy you got a guy like Elijah Moore, who we thought was one of their key pieces. I thought he
1: was gonna be, yeah. And you're know, right, and yeah. we,
2: last year he thought a stud, and I'm like, now you're dealing with this turmoil, and that's another offensive piece that should be a a star for them. That Zach Wilson's gonna lose this week. How does that affect the offense? You know, I mean, because I think a guy who's as talented as, as he is, is that gonna play a role in the Jets offense coming? You know, it's not that they've been prolific. Listen, the Giants have been prolific. I looked, at, I looked at the numbers. The Jets have outscored their opponents by 15 points this year. The Giants by 14. All Giants wins have been by single digits. So these teams are barely winning. I mean, what are we, six weeks in and they're winning by what, two and a half points a game? I mean, that's what we're looking at. But they're winning by the skin of our chinny-chin-chin. Chin. But you know what? A win's a win in the NFL. You take it. A lot of that has to do with the coaching on both teams. The Jets coaching this, especially defensively, and we, you know, you go back to the old saying, play good defense, run the football, don't make mistakes. You can win, you can win half your games. So the Giants and Jets are proving that early in this season. I think both of them could be trap games though. It could be because they're both riding high off of both significant wins. Giants just had two big wins against Green Bay and Baltimore. And then the Jets, you take care of business, you whoop Miami's rear end, and then you go into Green Bay when everyone didn't give you a chance. And and you did think you did the exact like, same uh, thing. And now I don't know if the if the the storyline on or they're reading their news it's Gone. Well, the Giants are Jets. Maybe for real. So you just wonder. But even though both teams are underdogs, and that's how I would play it if I'm the coaches. Hey guys, people still don't respect you. You're both still underdogs, and you're both got winning records.
1: I'm, right. Yeah. Th- go ahead. No,
0: go ahead. Yeah. And look, like the whole Elijah Moore thing right now, I think that that's kind of put damper that's among Jack's fans. Though. And I'm like,
1: are you shocked by that? Like, that he, like, like he's going to get traded? Like, guy- it got, he's, he's, he's not going to get He's not, gonna he,
0: guys. He's not traded. Robert Sal in his yeah, press conference today he here. He's not going to be traded. I don't, I you're not going to see that happen. He's not going to be active, but Denzel Mims will be activated this <laughs> week. So, this is oh, where no. the stock goes
2: up, bro. Mims, he does not game. Mims
0: revenge game. But, Tank look, for Mims. Look, the whole thing for with Elijah Moore, uh, and it's interesting because I actually just got a text from the Jay Doosable. Uh, I asked him what his thoughts on that were, and he said, "Look, it's ridiculous and absurd, especially with only being week six. Zach coming back from a knee injury. This is like Zach's preseason. He's got to build up that chemistry, and with the way the Jets are running the ball, it's just absurd." And look, I get Elijah Moore's frustration. I I get it. But the Jets are winning football games. And What's I feel, I most? look, I feel bad in a sense for Elijah a little bit because I did a live stream last night. You can check it out on Rich Sports Talk where I went deep into this issue. But look, I put a lot of this blame on Elijah, but I also think Elijah has to look at the circle around him because his agent's the one that requested the trade to the Jets. This just looks horrendous. And if I was Elijah Moore, I'd seriously think about the people that are giving me advice right now because whoever gave him the advice, like if I was his agent and he said, Look, I want to trade, if I was his agent, I would have said this Look, Elijah, you have to understand it's not going to look good. I think one of the best examples in football that I always go back to is the 1985 Super Bowl when you had Walter Payton not score a touchdown that Super Bowl. And he was pissed because they were giving the football to William, the refrigerator Perry. And yes, the fans loved it. But Walter's the greatest running back in football history to that point. And he didn't get a chance to score a touchdown. And after the game, he was huddled in a broom closet, was like with tears in his eyes. He didn't want to talk to the media. He was pissed off. And his agent came in. And he said, look, I know you're upset, but, and I'm obviously paraphrasing, I know you're upset, but if you go out there and you rip dick after winning a super bowl you will always be labeled as that sorry son of a bitch that ripped his coach after winning a super bowl and that's what's going to happen with elijah Moore. and know. it hurts if you really want out i can understand as a player with player empowerment but here's the problem elijah you haven't done enough to warrant having enough pelts on the wall like you're i know people compare you're not
2: even second right head, but
0: no. people compare this to jamal adams situation it's completely different jamal adams no, at was least was on of bat. Thing. No, that was a financial thing. It was a bad head coach. It was a rudderless organization at the time. And he also was an all-pro and a two-time pro bowler. He had pelts yeah. on his wall to prove he was his a legitimate resume, yeah, his defensive player. Is, exactly. Right. And with Elijah Moore, it's frustrating. And this is kind of almost a good thing with the Jets, which is they're going to miss Elijah Moore this week. But if I'm honest, got, I don't they think they it's that, that much of a loss. But right. That's what I'm saying. Because the, the they have Garrett is, Wilson.
1: Exactly. Garrett right. Wilson. They got Braxton Barrows. They got... um. Oh my god! They got Corey Davis. They Corey got Chris D- Holt. They have C.J. players. T.J. Uzama,
0: Tyler yes. Conklin, Michael That's Carter. The Look, thing. they got the more problem-
2: weapons than the Giants do. Michael and Carter, the Jets' culture has
0: well, the Jets' culture's drastically changed too. Because think about it: Dwayne Brown could have had season-ending surgery. He's and he's thirty-seven years old. He has yeah. more enough money in his career. He could probably even retire if he want to. He's fought back to come back and play. This defensive line's in a heavy rotation where guys are playing maybe sixty. Snaps sixty percent of the snaps a game that could hurt their numbers, but they're all buying in. You have guys like DJ Reed. The first game of the season, his father passed away. Goes out there and has the best game of his career. Doesn't say a word. You have guys like even Denzel Mims, for example, requests to trade in the preseason. It's been inactive for every single game this year as a second round pick. You've heard absolutely nothing from Denzel Mims, and even when he's been asked about this week, he says, "Look." I'm just excited for this opportunity. I've been working for this opportunity. I'm looking forward to show what I can do. And that's the kind of people that you want in this culture. And it's not a good look for Elijah because if you remember in that draft, the biggest knock been, against. He probably
1: should have been a first on pick.
0: He should have, but why wasn't he? It was the I mean, dog peeing incident the in the end zone where. After
2: his DNA, DK Metcalf did it the year before. Right.
0: And look, I understand that, and it was funny because AJ Brown was like tweeting yesterday free Elijah, which I thought was ridiculous. I'm like, AJ, you did the same exact thing, but AJ's also yeah, but been a pro,
2: like you said, Nolan was an all-pro, yeah, dominant player, one of the best receivers. He hasn't proven anything yet. And for yeah. you to come out after your team just won a they're game, they're on a three-game winning streak. We, and here's the thing: do you think the Jets are really going to trade you, bro? They have walking so no. on, you. so they can no. play that game. And I think the Giants are doing a little bit with Kedarious Tony. Like, you know what? We don't need you.
0: Just yeah. Joe. D- but Joe Douglas has also been as a GM. He's never gone shortchanged on any trade he's made. You've always feel like he gets fair or you, most of the time great value. Denzel Mims requested a trade in training camp. Jets didn't give it to him. Jamal Adams requested a trade. The Jets were trying to make it work, but until they got that godfather offer from the Seahawks, which if they didn't take, people would say, You're absolutely insane for not taking that I offer. Hope they got that. So yeah, exactly. So I think that the Jets are looking at, and the goodness is Elijah's back at the facility today. He's not going with the team. If I my this is the way I read it yesterday, which is I believe the coaches talked to him yesterday and said, look, you're probably not going to be a big part of the game plan because this is a great passing defense. or the number one pass defense in the NFL, and we're going to try to run the football. And I think that frustrated him at what led to the blowup yesterday. I think that has to play a part it's, in it. I mean, that's and, crazy.
2: That, and like, for I Elijah that.
0: Moore, yeah. But I also think for Moore, this is a bad look for him in this fan base's eye because you basically have not only crapped on what's been a great week for the Jets and an exciting week for the Jets, but now all of a sudden – Elijah Moore goes from being probably one of the top six most popular guys on this entire team within this fan base to now probably being one of the most despised. I saw a yeah. lot of chats about training him. They don't want him in the locker room. And look, if Elijah Moore goes out there now and doesn't produce, whether it's Zach's fault, whether it's the offensive line's fault, but if he doesn't go out there and produce, you know it's going to be a question every week. You know it's putting a big target on your back because – This fan base, if he drops a big third down conversion, they're gonna boo him. If they're not gonna give him the benefit of the doubt anymore because of this situation. And it's unfortunate because he was really loved within this fan base. And this fan base will look at it. Yeah, and and that's the
1: thing. That's the thing that you don't want. You don't want to have your fan bases turn around. You're four and two right now. You're winning football games where you're a franchise just like the and I'm glad the Giants are doing the same thing with Kadiras Tony, Ted, like you said. Well, that hand galladay.
2: And listen, and you know what that's fine. You New don't York want to be a part of care. this. You, you, you don't want to buy no in. New York fans right. will run you out. And listen, you don't want to be here. Listen, we get it. You're a great talent. Get sick of your, you know, crap real quick. And you, I mean, the Beckham thing kind of got. As much as we all love Beckham, when it was at the end of his, you know, tenure, New York fans were kind of getting sick of his BS, bro. Like it's right it gets old, because bro, when and you get like. We, as yeah. fans, just want guys that want to be there, that want to play. And we're happy with, you know, if it's Mr. James or Mr. Sills or Mr. St. Mary in the blind or whoever it is, as long as we're winning football games because we're fans of the team and not, in, well, at least me and Trevor are. I'm a fan of the team. I'm not like basketball where people are like, oh, but here's the other thing,
0: guys, to too, which I don't think gets talked up enough about, which everyone overlooks. And I always say this with the NFL. You are always on a stage, and it's not necessarily yeah, for your organization. It's for the 30, it's for the 31 other organizations. So now let's say you were a team potentially interested in Elijah Moore. Let's say you're a team like maybe Kansas City or a great football team. So Elijah Moore's coming off a three-game win streak and is upset. So what's gonna happen if a season goes sideways with this guy? Will there'll be those questions now. And the other thing too is the Jets are won three games in a row and have a good shot to win four in a row. I mean, they right now have are tied for the third best record in the entire AFC, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, unless you're on Kansas City or it's Buffalo, like the, it's dude, really it's like not much Giants. better in the AFC. Right. It's like but, the Giants.
1: The Giants got the second best record from right. a standpoint other than the Eagles.
0: And you say on Twitter after the game, like, you are all about winning. Well, your actions speak a lot louder than words because the way this fan base has interpreted, the way the media has interpreted is, look. You just want the ball. And I get it. These receivers have to have an ego to go out there and dominate. And having an ego can be a good thing. But as a receiver, we've also seen as well, there's a lot of talented receivers. You know, receiver, it's hard to find a great number one receiver. But if you're not a true number one receiver, I would say receivers probably the most replaceable positions in the NFL with how many great receivers are coming into this league every year. Like you look at the Jets roster itself. Denzel Mims is a second-round pick. Denzel Mims would probably be in a team's top five rotation uh, on about half the teams in the league. Let and me, let, uh, me get it, let me
1: get into the yeah. I, and that's the thing you just saw with the Panthers. You, there's going to be a lot of moves in the next coming weeks, and we're going to see a DJ more. We're going to well, That's see
2: why it. this week, Jeff. I would say this week on like with Denver, and that's why I said and even again, Jared
1: Ju- even you know, Jared Judy is another option. Well, here's the thing: mm-hmm. the
2: trap games, right? You know, yeah. If Denver and Jacksonville lose, right? Does Jacksonville and Denver take some of their higher price free, uh, higher price older guys, and you start shipping them for more draft picks? Because here's the thing: in Denver's case, they gave up a ton to go get Russell. Right, right. now, you fall to what two and five, two and six. You, the likelihood that you're making the playoffs right now, as bad as the AFC is, I get. Well, it's, not bad. it's disapp- not bad. I would say the AFC is more disappointed the, the playoffs anything. So now the season is a total loss. You're not making the playoffs. Russell's dealing with injuries. You could see by week 10, if they're three and six or totally out of the playoffs, he takes the season off. He go get shoulder surgery or does whatever he does and thing. They, they take some guys and they trade them. So that's why, you know, it's a big, you don't know who's going to get traded because this weekend is a huge week for a lot of teams because it could be the difference between four and three. Or two and five, or depending well, on I think this is final. another
1: I think this is another huge week for both of these teams and most teams, especially I'll specifically stick to these two teams because you gotta think who's on by too. Bills, Eagles, Rams, just some of the biggest brand names out there that are on by the Vikings, another team that's on by.
2: Yeah, that's All the four teams, best teams right now.
1: <laughs> I mean, right now, with the exception of the Rams, those are some of the biggest names in the NFL right now, and, and the and with the best records. These are two teams right now. Both have winning records, both going on the road. Both can be trap games going against feisty team. I'll go get the Giants going against a feisty Jacksonville team. The Jets got to go to mile high. The stage, you just said it, the stage. People are going to be watching you. People Mm. are going to be watching the New York Giants. People want to know about the New York Jets now. It's not like, hey, well, the Jets and Giants, forget about them. It's a gimme. No, people are going to be watching you two. And now this is a game both on the road. Can the Jets continue this win streak right now? They're on a three-game win streak. They played on the road last week against Green Bay. They took care of business. Can they go into Mile High and do it? And the Giants had two impressive victories against two top-tier teams in the past that are struggling right now with the Ravens and Packers. You go against a feisty Jacksonville team. Can these two teams just continue to play their game? Can the Jets continue to run the football with Brees mm-hmm. Hall, Michael Carter, and get their weapons? Zach Wilson, I don't expect him to throw for 300 yards. Right. yards, He's not going to do that against this defense. And the Giants are the same way. Continue to run football with Saquon. Continue to control the t- clock and get Daniel Jones, as he's been, going for his third straight game, looking to go 70% completion over. I mean, that that's something that doesn't happen with a lot. He leads the NFL right now. In four game-winning drives, previous he's only had three coming to this season. I mean, you just that's, look at this giant
2: team, guys. That's not a great stat to have because that means. I know, weird.
1: but guess what? Right now, he leads the NFL in game-winning drives. Just thinking about what this giant team has done too quickly. They're three and zero when trailing after three quarters. They're three and zero after trailing yeah, after three quarters. Doesn't even make sense. Two and forty-eight in the previous five seasons, by the way.
0: Well, here's the other four, thing: And for... then they're
1: four and one, even when they're trailing. They're four and one when their opponent scores first. Well, I also want, I want to ask you, five
0: We've all, we talked about the Jets personnel, and I could talk about Elijah Moore for an hour because I have a bunch of opinions. Uh, but oh, I are you, you getting? Are we getting to the point now with Daniel Jones? Where as a Giant, as you're both dire Giant fans, do you want them to lock him up long term, and do they need to be looking at that long term? Not
1: long term, but at least you, I mean he gives us it's like the a best franchise option. tag something like that he gives us the best he
2: didn't gives even us give the him best franchise tag he gives well,
0: us where the are they best do option a quarterback right now
1: though. yeah what no, is you your option you but you
2: give you give him on you give him you have control two year deal and it, with an opt out after Team one friendly two, deal two two years 40 million something where he gets like 15 20 guaranteed no it's a it's a salary cap thing where you keep it for your sake, because the Giants are still in salary cap situations where I was reading things today, like Sport Track today, they said what's well, uh optimal deal for Saquon. It was like four years, $30 million. It was like 18 to 20 guaranteed or something like that. So it still keeps the Giants and with an opt out after year two. So he'd be 27 years old. The Giants could either trade him at that time or figure out where his. Because that's where running backs kind of die off 27 to 30 unless you're just one of those freak guys where you're just able to maintain success and you don't have to deal with multiple injuries. But I think you bring back Daniel Jones next season, right? Listen, and there's still a lot of season left, but let's see what happens. Let's see how he plays. He's earned a right. And I think the way he's playing, he's earned a right to at least fight for a position next year, right? You bring him back. I would still draft a quarterback if you can you can do so I think now you start looking at the college game we're not talking draft right now but there's a lot of guys you didn't think about you know now you got to add the kid hooker from Tennessee in that first round maybe as a possible I mean you know it was just Bryce Young CJ Stroud, Will Levis but you know
1: now you're getting guys. Yeah, well, I mean, now, I
2: mean, there's a bunch of guys. Now you start look around, and you're like, oh, that guy's pretty good. That guy's mm-hmm. pretty good. You're, you're like, oh, all right, all right, you got some pieces there. So, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, knowing guys that you're not expecting now end up jumping in the draft, or some guys drop. There's things that yeah. happen. And I
1: think that's the most important thing about these two franchises. And and to finish up with this is the fact that you look at the draft picks right now for both franchises. The Jets, obviously, you look at their first four picks. I mean, they've been huge comp- contributors to that team. Jermaine Johnson dealing with injury, but he's been he was playing well previous of Even injury. Even their whole
0: draft, Max Mitchell was playing well, right tackle. And Clement's that's the thing. The Even with the Giants, yeah, And that's the was... thing with the
1: Giants. They have contributors impacting games. Kayvon has been excellent so far. He's been out for the first couple weeks, but he has delivered. He's had the most pressure since coming since returning from injury. Out of all the rookies right now in a great rookie class, a edge rusher class, like it was going to be it's it's literally going the way it's going
0: so with the Giants at the trade deadline, do you think that they're going to, can they even make a move with their salary cap or do they I mean, have that's the, to, t- that's the
1: toughest part, Nolan, is that the Giants, yes, I would love for the Giants to go get DJ Moore. I would love for the Giants to try to bring back Beckham and guys like, oh, hell, if the Jets even really, really serious about going after Elijah Moore, they're it's not, just, the, I don't they, see,
0: so, so I don't, that's not going to I happen.
1: just don't see it happening because of the salary Let me put
0: market. it this way. If the Giants, if you're the Giants, like, you know what the Jets will do? They'll say, give us your first round pick in like a day three pick pick are you doing that for elijah moore not at all
2: and he's not, not working for a pick. but that's right, what I, i'm trying
1: to say is that their contract their salary cap situation
2: is still kind of screwed and, and here's yeah. the other thing and that's like when you go back like what do you it's do unfortunate with i think you bring back both daniel jones and, and saquon next year but you give him on team-friendly deals you offer the deals and see if they accept i think daniel jones will accept the team-friendly deal because where else is he gonna go Right. Where else is he going to go? He's not going to be a starting quarterback with anyone else. Stick with the coach that got you early success. Well, he plays well enough. I mean, let not, not knock and him and we'll like Sam Darnold right now. I can see a two-year deal, two or three years. It's one of those things where it's a team-friendly deal. You know what I mean? Two or three years where upfront money, it's a salary cap deal for the Giants, a team-friendly deal. Daniel Jones accepted if he, if he plays poorly next year. You can move away from him after the next season and what a rookie start and and you don't get hurt with dead cap and i think the same time with saquon i think giants are going to sign saquon i think it's going to be a team friendly deal it'll be up to him if he accepts though that'll be the biggest thing will he accept a you know a cheap deal four years i think you got to look at something where what the nick chubb got from the browns that's probably a more realistic contract Goodness. deal that he would get he's not going to get a zeke deal he's not going to get the mccaffrey deal I Ted, think let it's me, let me. Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb got four years, thirty-six million somewhere. Yeah. I think we're like twenty-two. Ted, 20, let me close out with this with you. With, um,
1: we we'll, we'll, well, let's see what the Giants and Jets do this week. Big games for them. In the standpoint of, well, the, the nation's going to be watching you. How legit are you? How can can you continue? Can you can roll the way you've been playing the few couple weeks after huge wins? Well, no one still gives you respect because you're still the no, underdog. Yeah, that's fine. There's no respect. but Guess what? You got to go out there and prove them wrong. That's there's nothing wrong with that. Ted, let me get your quick take on this. And then we'll get out of here. The New York Yankees are down 2 0. Going to game three tomorrow. Garrett Cole has literally got to carry the New York Yankees again. It seems like it's do or die for the. It feels like a do or die game because if the uh, Yankees oh, lose tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, it's do, pretty much. Yeah, I shouldn't even said it feels like it. No, this is a do or die game. The New York Yankees lose this game. They're down 3 0. The series is over. Season's over. Once again, they can't get over the Astros. Ted, just you're going to be just a quick take on the, the Yankees down 2 0 right now.
2: Got to hit the ball, bro. I mean, we scored two runs in the last two games. I mean the pitching hasn't been bad. I, I told you before before the show. Severino, I, told, I was I was I was working last night. Listen on the radio. He's got an 0-2 count against Maldonado. He hits him in the in the elbow. Son of a, you know what the, you know. And then I'm thinking you got him 0 and he's been dealing. He get another guy gets on. I forget how the second guy. And then Bregman hits. He leaves his slider up and Bregman hits the home run because that's what the clutch players do in Houston. If it's not Bregman, it's Gurriel. If it's not one of them, it's Alvarez. If it's not them, it's Altuve. It's just one of those guys always seems to get you that's why they've been what in the uh I was gonna say the conference championship game but they've been in the championship game the series what six years in a row since 2017 yep. I believe they've been in every single year they don't make the mistakes their pitching has been really good but the Yankees pitching has been good you gave up three runs and four runs on a couple home runs a couple mistakes you gotta score more than two runs you can't strike right. out with- and it the Yankees' tron. biggest problem, though. Years. Yeah, 17 with game one last night. I think it was like 10 or 12. You, you got to cut down the strike. Judge looks like he's trying to hit everything. To, I, I'm i screaming at the TV last night because Glaber, joke up on the bat, bro. Just make contact. He's swinging for the moon. Next thing you know, Jeff Francois on TBS, and the guy's are like, he's swinging for the moon. His feet are flying out. He's trying to – just yeah, hit. but Ted,
0: that's that's how the Yankees are. That's their formula. Like the only way the Yankees are going, formula. I know, I know, Ted. But this baseball. is the problem with the Yankees. They're built on the long ball. The only mm-hmm. way they were going to win this series is if they outslugged Houston because they weren't but, going out to hit them, they weren't going to outrun them, and they probably weren't going to out-pitch them. Now their pitches gone toe to toe with one them, getting but, on
2: because he has a level swing and he hits the ball consistently. He's the only, he's the only one. Rizzo chokes up, he makes contact not bad Stanton's hit the ball hard i mean last night i thought judge hit the home run opposite field he missed it just missed i don't know what to say other than you got to score more than two runs you yeah, i right. mean and you yeah. got to be clutch when you can man on second but, with two outs get those two out runs in
1: and that's ten, a th- yeah but ten
0: on. and Trevor, it sounds like a broken record every oh, year with the no, Yankees oh it, no, no 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 every it is year it is scoring. they have the- a lineup that can mash home runs and beat yep. the crap out of a second, a third, fourth, and fifth starter and a bad bullpen. But During when the you regular get, season. but when they can't manufacture runs, they just like the the Astros can, and that's why Cleveland almost got the Yankees is because Cleveland could manufacture runs, and if the Yankees aren't hitting three behind. home runs a game, they're not going to win the game. I live in dive. That, on the it's, it's, ball. It's, it's 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 like on repeat. It's the same old I story.
2: I wish I had the stat but there was a stat. It's like when the Yankees hit more than one more than two home runs a game they're like, you know, say 77 and 5. Like it's ridiculous. When they don't hit a home run, they're an awful team. Like, right. They live in dive. And it, they live and in the same by. story. I, and it's frustrating because I just when I look at the Yankees, right, and Aaron Boone and all their excuses, they defend themselves and all their analytics crap there's no accountability to the the day they die they defend it to the end and it's unbelievable when it's like okay i get it i'm not in the organization i'm not a computer whiz i'm not looking at computers analytics i'm just a guy watching the game who's played the game and i know as much as i know but baseball's a very simple game hit the ball field the ball throw the ball discipline right move the guys over we don't bunt we, we don't hit base hits. We, all we do is swing for the fence. We strike out 5,000 million times. We have hard-thrown pitchers who can strike guys out but sometimes haven't been in the moment. But the pitching has not been bad. But and is I the lineup that good, Ted? Lineup.
0: Is the lineup really that good? Because, look, no. you had arguably the greatest offensive season from any player in the history of freaking baseball from Aaron Judge this year. And I do think that's part of the reason he's struggling in the postseason is I think he's just been so worn out from carrying this team an entire season, and I think he feels the pressure. Like If he doesn't get it done, they're not going to get it done in the postseason. So yeah, but Donaldson, I, this- yeah, I
2: mean, come on, bro. He's not a scrub. I mean, he's not a scrub. He's a former MVP. This guy's been in the playoffs before. Like Giancarlo Stanley, you played in the playoffs a couple years. Like, Glaber, you've been in the playoffs, what, three, four years with the Yankees. Like, everyone on this team has been in the playoffs, I believe, except for, what, the two rookies that started last night? Right. Everyone has been in the playoffs. They've been here before. They're literally watching the same story every single year. The problem is when you you made the argument, are you sick of the same story, the same rhetoric? Yes, I am. Because the Astros players, their big guns come through in their most important moments, and the Yankees fall short every single time. There is no – our big guys do not come through in the clutch, and I was thinking about last night they had Aaron on Michael K yesterday. And You think about when those Yankee teams were great in the 90s, and I don't want to relive the 90s like it was yesterday, but their best home run hitter was like a guy who had 36 home runs. Everyone else hit 15 to 20 home runs, but they hit the baseball. And like you said, Noah, that's why Cleveland almost won. Boop, blast, slap, slink here. Play, buck the ball, steal bases. There's none of that.
1: I just, I just want to finish. It's up like with
2: softball. It. Wait for I the big to... power guy up at third and four to hit a, a big home run.
1: I just want to finish up with this quick. My quick thing is,
2: Padres might win it all. I'll but tell that, you. That, yeah, yeah. James, you James, like, James you you're not. Like you that might. Lineup. You got to like the bullpen, and you got to like their starting rotation with Musgrove, Blake Snell. James, you're, James,
1: James you might be onto something with that Padres. Phil, I mean, that Philly series is looking great. I can't wait to see how Game Three plays out, but. Aaron Boone is just a buffoon. I'm just so done. I'm so over him. I don't even care if they win the World Series. Just fire him, please. I just yeah, it, I don't blame it, him. I blame. Is it him. his I fault just thinking, time time it, time time No. Time. I just here's my thing. I'm finishing this. This is it. This is it. This is how I'm finishing it. You guys get your final takes. If I'm but done this is my it. Final take. All right. My thing is there's no accountability. When Michael K challenged him yesterday, he he literally said, "Ted, and you told me you're unbelievable." Are you playing with
0: Cashman too? Yes, Cashman's got, yes, Cashman, yes. That was my
1: only question Yes, 100%, no, 100%. I don't think think you can get rid of one
2: or the
0: other. You got to get rid of both.
2: My problem is the computer guys, like you said, no accountability, the computer guys that are telling Boone to make the decision, when they have the conference and they, they figure out what they want to do, Aaron Boone has to fall on the stake. Yeah, they might. The night, whatever the word win. is, okay? I'm, he falls on the knife. There's no bring up the guy that told you to bring that guy in. Or why is Bader not? I'm just, up? I'm, what I'm, you I'm, or, I'm just over it. or why I'm is this guy? Oh, well, you know, we want hits. Or have a good shortstop. That's what Bones would tell Michael K. And then and there's now no, there's, like, there's he's sitting on the bench because he almost blew the series for us.
1: That's, and there's, yeah, and, and that's, that's just, my biggest thing. thing. That's my biggest because thing. The
2: computer says, find the numbers. He's he's percentage wise he's a good no he not he sucks.
1: Here's my and that's my final thing is that look I I don't care like the players yes the players got to go out thank and God do their God thing for the I, Giants I and Jets yeah thank God for the Giants thank and Jets yeah because our because our Can Mets and Yankees
2: that October twenty first thank God for the Giants and Jets.
1: But that's what I was gonna say. I'm finishing up. Is I there's just no like that's my thing is just there's just no. Absolute accountability for all mm. the mistakes and faults. I, the the hitters they got to go hit the ball. That's just on them. That's not on Boone. You can only make the lineup. Thank God he finally put Bader at leadoff because my God, his his brain sometimes I don't know how he works. I don't know how the hell he got the job. If it right. wasn't for Game Seven's home run, we would never be talking about Aaron Boone ever.
0: Hey, just and Trevor, get... just one final question for you. Sure. Uh, just as a Yankee, as Yankee fans. Do you think there's a chance – and I know Yankee – I know what the answer is probably going to be, but do you think that it would have been better if they would lost to the Guardians? Because I think it would have – like, no. is, there a ch- is there a chance that they're going to uh, – that Cashman and this ownership is going to look and say, well, they made the ALCS. This is still a good team. Like, it's, no, it's obviously not- getting us a chance. Like, I get no, it, it, it it's from a- the fan no, perspective. It's, it's but if they even- lost against the Guardians when they were the home team in that series – I think it would have prompted instant change. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, and- absolutely. It would have been immediate firing of multiple players and coaches. They would have had to
1: if if the Gu- if they lose to the Guardians without question, without question, they would have both been gone. The ALCS, it's not good enough. Yep, you can't gonna go- make
2: an excuse. Though.
1: No, no, no. You can't lose to this team three times in six years again with the same. Same story that we've seen since 2017. And I know that 2017 team does not deserve to get knocked for it or knocked for it, I should say, because that team we never thought they were going to make it to that point. But the same story has been on since 18 cents. It's post they've been great during the regular season. They go for a million home runs as a team, and then they come to the postseason and they have 20 strikeouts as a team. It's not enough if they lose again to the ALCS. If they lose like six or in five games. This team has to clean sweep. Boone has to be gone. Cashman's got to be gone. They need to rethink their process going forward because you can't, if you can't get over this team, what makes you think that next year's with these guys is going to be anything different? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to see how game three goes for the New York Yankees. Garrett is on the mound for a do or die on the Yankee season. Got a great college football slate of games and the NFL is in a weird week. A lot of great teams on by and there's not really any, Take exciting the matchups this there's the a dog. lot of there's a lot of matchups that well have some intrigue but there's nothing crazy the chiefs and 49ers game you got the seahawks against the chargers but us giants and jet fans we're going to be paying attention to those teams at one o'clock and four o'clock we'll see you next episode we are keys to the city
2: we are out
0: you are now in tune to the keys to the city podcast